Okay, we are on page Kuflam Amin Beis, the uh, bottom paragraph. We just finished off saying how there are different segments in service of Hashem. There is what's called Yiras Chait, which pertains specifically to the arena of of turning away from evil, being afraid to go against Hashem. Then there's Yiras Elikim, which Yiras Elikim is about our obedience to Hashem. Not only about the Lysasse, not only about not transgressing Lysasse, but being a servant of Hashem to perform all what Hashem asks us to do, focusing on Asse as well. And then there's a third Madrege, Yiras Havaya. Yiras Havaya um, is about how this is something which doesn't just, not something external that, that we do and we don't do, but also something that, 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 Im, that touches the way we think and feel, that we feel a reverence for Hashem. This level of Yerushchayit is a foundation for Tshuva and it precedes Yerushchayit. This is what needs to be there. The fear of going against Hashem, that's the foundation of Tshuva. That is what precedes the Yiras Lakim, which is again accepting what Hashem wants you to do. And Yiras Havaya, which means Yiras Havaya means that it's not just something external, but it's also in your heart and mind. Um, here, the the word is Yiras Havaya Chachma. Um, it seems the Yiras Havaya has also two translations because earlier on we said Yiras Havaya in the paragraph before this. We said Yiras Havaya is Yerushavaya is how how when your fear of Hashem is something which permeates your heart and mind, but not necessarily chachma. And uh, but now we're saying it's referring to chachma as well. Uh, so uh, and there and there was I, it seems to me that Yerushavaya chachma is a fourth level, where you where the neshama is actually shining in the person. But let's leave that aside for a second. This is called the lower level of tshuva. That he actually does tshuva. He actually turns away from evil practically because he's afraid to rebel against Hashem. Mm-hmm. Although he's not yet at the stage of Yerushalayim, which means he hasn't yet accepted the yoke of Hashem completely to do what Hashem wants with every detail. Mm-hmm. He's still afraid of going against Hashem. To, go, to take off Hashem's yoke. So the difference between Yiras Elakim and Yiras Chait, Yiras Chait, which is the foundation of everything, is I'm afraid to go against Hashem. I'm not yet, I'm not yet accepting Hashem's yoke upon me completely do whatever Hashem wants me to do, I just don't want to go against Him. This fear affects all three garments of thought, speech, speech and action. Okay, so here maybe give us some insight to where we're going. Just like Yiras Elakim, which is about again 
how you're accepting to do what Hashem wants you to do, to be His servant, to accept upon yourself the yoke of Hashem, to do whatever Hashem wants you to do in all the details. That acceptance includes within it also to dedicate your heart and mind to have a, a higher level of vital. In other words, in the previous chapter, previous paragraph, what I thought was, was that Yiras um In the previous chapter, we said that there's two segments of Asetayv. One is Yiras where it's just external. And the other is Yiras where it's internal. But here he's saying something parenthetical, which gives some insight, and we said before. Just like Yiras includes within it the ability, the decision, to dedicate your heart and mind to Hashem. It's not just about... Um, Yerushalayim is about being serving Hashem, which includes opening your mind and saying, "Why is my mind here? And what does Hashem want me to do with my mind? Opening your heart. What's what's my heart here for? What's the purpose of my heart?" Yerushalayim means I'm going to be I'm going to serve Hashem, so it's holistic. It applies both to the external part of your limbs and it also applies to your heart and mind. Yerushalayim is a devotion to Hashem in a positive way. I'm a servant of Hashem. What does Hashem want from every part of me? What does Hashem want from every, every, every moment of my day? What does Hashem want from every part of my life? That's a servant of Hashem. So Jorah Sagiris Alakim has in it the potential and the, it leads to dedicating your heart and mind to try to absorb Hashem's truth in a way that's, that's, that's meaningful. So to Yiras Chait, which means I don't want to go against Hashem, there, it affects your thoughts and your words and your actions. It's not just one specific thing. I know what does it mean? What does it mean to be afraid to go against Hashem? That means he's practically afraid from stealing and cheating and doing evil in business and to um, and to uh, taking away from the poor. And he does business faithfully. And he's very careful from all negative things be deeper with his words. Didvar and Batalim, he won't say things which are unnecessary. Certainly he won't say things which are just boastful and scoffing and which are unclean. And he's very careful not to have to be involved in anything promiscuous. Even in his thoughts. He will not bring himself to think anything he shouldn't because someone who intentionally thinks he's not supposed to is not brought into the realm of, of, the, of the Shekhinah. He's not allowed to see the face of the Shekhinah. And he's called an excommunication from heaven. Someone who intentionally thinks he's not supposed to is excommunicated from heaven. And also this could actually lead to him being having the tomb of Kari. Even if he's thinking about what he's about something which is kosher, he's thinking about his own marital life. When he's, but that itself could lead to tumaskari. Therefore, he doesn't think about that and he protects himself from um, from thinking anything which is in. It's not, even though it's not, it's not even promiscuous, he's thinking something which is kosher. But it's but thinking about it is promiscuous. It's in, it's in, uh, that's why he calls it the word znus. Okay, why is it znus? He's talking, he's thinking about his marital life. But nevertheless, it's called znus 
because it's it's not kosher to think about it. Because you think about it, it's going to lead to negative things. And if he has already been drawn into the wrong thoughts and words or actions, and the reason why he got there was because he said to himself, it's okay to be free. I, I, I don't need to accept upon myself Yokav Hashem. So if he actually did make a mistake in his thoughts and his words or actions, Prikasil doesn't mean casting off the yoke of Hashem doesn't actually mean you do something wrong. It just means that you feel in your heart and your mind loose. You don't sense and you don't feel the separation in your neshama that you're separating from your source and root. That's Prikasil. Prikasil means you feel light. You don't actually feel that you've just separated yourself from your source of root. And that's why when it comes to doing something wrong, he doesn't hold himself back. It's not, in other words, the fact he actually does a mistake is just a consequence of where he was inside. In, his, in himself, he didn't sense this, this um, he didn't sense that this feeling of like, I am separate, is, is um, and I am on my own, um, as something negative. He didn't feel, in the language of the Villa Parcher, he didn't feel a separation. He didn't feel a separation. There was once, a um, time of Tzemach Tzedek, there was, it was very common for children to be kidnapped and to be brought into the Russian army because Tsar Nikolai II made the famous decree that children should be taken away from their parents at the age of nine and brought into the Jewish children and brought into the Tsar's army for 25 years. Called the Cantonists. So th- there was one was boy. Dafka Jewish children. Dafka Jewish children. No, only Jewish children because he wanted he wanted the Jewish children to. Um, yeah. So um, so there was, I, don't, I wish I remember all the details, but there was one child who was kidnapped, Toronto wagon, and somehow he managed to escape. I don't know how long it took. It wasn't that long, but he, he came back home, and he says to his mother, "Mommy." I'm yours. I didn't eat it. All other kids were were brought uh, non-kosher food. They were starving. And he didn't eat it. You know, he's starving. So he said to his mother, I'm, st- I'm still yours. I'm still yours. So there is a a sense of the neshama to want to be yours, to want to be Hashem's. Not, not to want to be separate. There's, there's a sensitivity of the neshama. I don't want to be separate. So this guy, in his frivolity of feeling like I'm not part of the whole, this whole thing, I'm not part of being a servant of Hashem, he doesn't sense the separation, doesn't feel how he's actually being separated by that. And that's why he makes mistakes. This is like the Gemara talks about sins that a person tramples underfoot. Why does he trample under them? The reason why he does this is because of the strength of his das, meaning. The strength of his attachment to Klippa, the strength of his attachment to himself, he feels himself and his needs very much. And therefore he feels Hashem's presence very little. So Das, very interesting, Das is symbiotic. The, 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 how, however much you feel yourself, the less you feel the Abish's truth. The more you feel the Abish's truth, the less you feel about yourself. 
So because he is in a state of hagasha sa'atzmai, feeling himself, and therefore is less sensitivity to the Abish's truth, and therefore he's less sensitive to the separation. Separation doesn't, doesn't feel he's being separated. Therefore makes mistakes. Ah, but, but nevertheless, when he realizes that he has been separated, and he realizes he's made these mistakes, he returns to Hashem with all heart and soul, and he regrets the past, and he accepts for the future not to be foolish anymore. And through this he causes, at the light of his neshama, the light of the das of his neshama, the light of das is about our feeling of, it, of connection to Hashem, the, the light of the das of holiness of his neshama is now able to shine. And this will bring him to at least have this sense of Kabbalah sale. It'll actually be afraid, will actually be careful not to go against Hashem. This is because of the Gvura in Das, because of the power in Das. This sense, I don't want to go against Hashem, is a power. This feeling of I, want to, I don't want to go against Hashem is the opposite of casting off the yoke of Hashem. What's the meaning of casting off the yoke of Hashem? When you're in a state of precursor, you don't feel the separation. But the opposite of that is, you feel very much, and when doing this thing, I'm separating my neshama from its source, I'm separating my neshama from life, from, from the essence of Hashem. And therefore he runs away from this, like someone runs away from actual death. I feel bechet kal, even if it's a light thing. feel bechet kalu, who margish pir even if it's a light avera, he feels the separation of his neshama. Therefore, very light things feel to him very heavy. And that's the real meaning of Yiras Chait. What's the real meaning of Yiras Chait? That you, that you feel, not just that you're, you're afraid of the punishment of the Avir. You mean of Yiras Chait is, um, I'll listen to this next, next line. Yiras Chait is something similar to, to what it says in Rishas Chachma. Rishas Chachma talks about fear of punishment. Simple meaning of fear of punishment is I'm afraid of getting zapped. I'm getting zapped financially, getting zapped in my gesund, getting zapped in my health. That's a simple meaning of fear of punishment. Rishas Chachma says fear of punishment means I'm afraid of what this will do to my neshama. I feel that the, that my, the, the value of my neshama, and I feel like a mamish cutting myself off from my neshama. That's the real meaning of Yerushchayit. So, so we're saying it like this. The first level of service of Hashem, the first step of Tshuva, the foundation of Tshuva, is Yerushchayit. What's Yerushchayit mean? Not that he's accepting to be a servant of Hashem, but he's very careful not to go against Hashem in any area, in every facet of his life, not to steal, not do anything wrong, and... Uh, not letting negative thoughts in his mind, not to even speak things which are unnecessary. He doesn't want to speak things unnecessary because he feels that's going against Hashem. And when he, he, if he has gone that way, he has made these mistakes, that's a, that's a consequence of him being, feeling very frivolous, very loose, loose. And the meaning of tshuva is that he senses very deeply the separation of Hashem and, and the closeness of Hashem is, is a real thing to him. And the more das... The more sense of self he has, the less of a feeling of connection he has to the Eivishter. And conversely, um, 
the more he feels the Abish, the more he feels this uh, separation. Hashem, through a, the road, doing something wrong. Hazaka Baruch. Really like.